It's August 24th, 2022. Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum, and this week we'll get right into our conversation. We're going to be talking about movers and shakas, and uh, we've... um, had uh, uh, the opportunity to see how the program has evolved, and we'll get into something called the Hawaii Talent Onboarding Program. And right now, I'd like to welcome Nicole Lim, and she is uh, the uh, Executive Director of Movers and Shakas, and she's brought a couple of participants in the first from the first cohort of High Top. And we've got Tori Inouye. She's the Chief Data Officer over at the Bank of Hawaii. And we've got uh, Dr. Patricia Morgan, and she's the medical director at the uh, Kapiolani Child Advocacy and Protection, and uh, that's part of uh, Hawaii Pacific Health. And I want to welcome you all to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks so much for having us, Bert. Um, I think this is my third time on, so um, well, wow, love chatting with you. <laughs> you're becoming a regular. So <laughs> yeah. So the you know just to g- give people a little bit of uh, history. So during the um, pandemic, you know, in the uh, sort of the shutdown uh, and then the kind of the the trickle of of, uh, tourism coming back. Uh, Nicole, why don't you kind of share a little bit of the the history of of, uh, Movers and Shakas and and how we got from there to here? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Movers and Shakas was started by a group of local um, business and community leaders as a way to help the tourism industry um, during the, the pandemic. And so it was kind of a temporary resident program to attract remote workers, you know, longer term, more sustainable visitor uh, to come to Hawaii and, and volunteer with local nonprofits um, and contribute their unique professional skills. And what we realized we had built um, at the end of the first uh, cohort of the remote worker program was this very unique um, acculturation program, a place-based community orientation program. And as the world evolved, um, tourism came back and remote work also changed. Um, We thought about who we could offer this program to that would make an even bigger impact for our state. Um, And so we um, had actually had some local residents in the second cohort of the remote worker program and found that they actually got a lot out of the program because they were staying here. And so the relationships they built, they could continue. Um, And we thought about, you know, the newcomers coming to Hawaii um, and how we could help retain that talent um, by, you know, integrating them into the community um, and really helping their um, kind of acculturation culturally, socially, and professionally. And so thus was born Hawaii Talent Onboarding Program. We've sunset the remote worker program and are focused on high tops now. Yeah, no, and, and I remember during the uh, the remote work program, that was uh, almost kind of a, no, I, would, I was going to say shotgun, but you know, you had a lot of people. There were a lot of applicants. You you sort of went through a selection process of, of those applicants, and then and that, that was <clears throat> the... Um, participants in that program and but you've always had a sense of the acculturation right i mean the participants would would get involved and maybe uh work with a nonprofit or or get get kind of directly involved with a program so so that aspect of it was uh a true to whether it was a remote worker program or 
now as it kind of evolves into the you know the um, the high top program or, or are you uh, more focused I guess with high top in terms of the the culture of Hawaii yeah um, you know as, as you kind of highlighted we had 90,000 applications mm-hmm. for 50 cohort slots um, in the first go around and our program is really different we work very closely with top organizations in Hawaii so in our pilot cohort we had Bank of Hawaii, Hawaii Pacific Health, Queens Health System, um, YMCF Honolulu, um, Kamehameha Schools, Maui, HEI, Servco, Booz Allen Hamilton, as well as um, had a scholarship for um, public school DOE teachers um, and also brought in um, some military leadership as well. So mm-hmm. it's intentionally cross-industry, and what we're really trying to do is um, bring together leaders from different sectors within the island so they can better understand all the things that are going on on the going on um, in Hawaii. So it's great for anyone who's kind of moved in the last three to 24 months, especially with COVID, people haven't had a chance to really um, get involved. And then it's, it's also directed towards returning Kamaina, not just new transplants. Mm-hmm. Um, because like myself, I came home after 20 years and it was quite an adjustment. I had built my career um, entirely on the continent. And so even though I had grown up here, um, just getting more acquainted, acquainted with the, the professional landscape as well. Um, and the other thing I wanted to point out is that um, about 10 to 15% of the cohort uh, were partners. Um, and, and Tori can speak to that as well. Um, because, you know, we think about the reasons why people end up um, going back to the continent. And a lot of times it's the partners who drive that because they don't, you know, have their um, co-worker network either. Um, so we, we want to think about people um, holistically in their families. And, and you know, you mentioned uh, the kind of like partner companies. Uh, were, were those uh, needing to be convinced to be a part of this or... How was the reception of those companies, you know, uh, having a having a part to play in the high top program? Uh, no, no, absolutely not. I mean, this was kind of the easiest thirty second pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think employers easily understand kind of the the difficulty of of adjusting to Hawaii if you've never lived here, and even if you haven't lived here for for twenty plus years. Um, and so the need was very clearly there. And what we're really trying to help them with is um, turnover costs and kind of that disruption that happens when there's um, a lot of movement of leadership coming and going, and sometimes the community and public relations issues that come up. Um, and for a lot of these um, industries like healthcare and education, it's just so important that um, people understand their their customers, um, their you know students or patients. Um, to be really able to serve them in the best way that they can. So, um, you know, we're excited to to help people better serve um, our our community members as well. You know, I I, I do want to ask you the question: uh, What took businesses so long to realize that this was a a, a needed program to exist? Was it because we we're so happy that the uh, the pre pandemic world was uh, just rolling along, and we never thought of of having an onboarding kind of a, a program or, or what, what was the epiphany that people had that now 
uh, makes it sound like, wow, this is a great idea. Why didn't we think about this sooner? <laughs> so anyway, we'll hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with, with uh, Nicole Lim from Movers and Shakas, and she's got Tori Inoy and Dr. Pat Morgan. And of course, this is Bite Marks Cafe. Welcome back. This is Bite Marsh Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. And, of course, if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking to Nicole Lim from Movers and Shakas. And she's brought a couple of participants uh, from the first cohort of High Top. We've got Tori Inouye. She's the chief data officer at the Bank of Hawaii. And Dr. Pat Morgan. She's, she is the medical director at Kapiolani Child Advocacy and Protection Center. And that's part of the Hawaii Pacific Health and right before the break, um, Nicole, you were kind of explaining how companies uh, in this sort of uh, emerging from the pandemic uh, post-COVID world has come to realize that, hey, maybe it's a good idea to have this sort of onboarding program for uh, employees that are either moving back to Hawaii or maybe they're new to Hawaii. Why wasn't, why, why, <laughs> why wasn't this uh, implemented long ago? Yeah, um, I only I only giggle because um, it is it is a really clear need and it, and it's not a new one. Um, but if you look across the country and even the world, there's really good company orientation programs, mm-hmm. but there are very few place based community orientation programs of like how to live in the place you're now working. Um, and it's not like going from New York to San Francisco when you move to Hawaii. It's it's a very very distinct culture. And so I think it doesn't hit the priority list high enough for any individual company to build this program themselves. And, you know, what we're hoping to do is kind of be the, like, de facto um, program that you just know that you're going to send your new hires through, um, and it's just there for you. Um, And then you build it into your onboarding program, but also into your recruiting, because, you know, you want people to really be stoked about the decision to move to Hawaii and, and you're thinking about their, their overall transition, not just their work, but their lives. And so it really makes sense for this program not to sit in any one company because all I do, you know, 24-7 is think about how do I bring people together mm-hmm. and how do I help them understand um, this beautiful state that we live in. And so being able to bring together leaders from different industries, um, and kind of different services that they that they provide um, is so important. So that diversity is actually um, one of the the key features of this program. So yeah, we you know we're we're happy to to fill this need. And um, I personally, like we discussed before, it's kind of my dream job. I I love um, the chance to uh, bring people into the community and and really help them build relationships so that they can take their talents and experiences um, and best contribute that um, for the good of our state. Well, you know, I, I, I want to get uh, Tori and Pat to, to chime in here. And, and Tori, uh, you're chief data officer over at Bank of Hawaii. I mean, that's, a, that's not a slouch job. <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's a really, uh, uh, I think, uh, a very important job. And, and so how did, how did you get involved with, with the high top? And 
was it was it uh, something that you needed to be convinced of uh, participating in, or was it a pretty easy sell? No, it was um, a, a pretty easy sell. I mean, I'm I'm really grateful that Bank of Hawaii um, had brought this um, to us and had asked a, a few of us to participate in this, and also were willing to sponsor our spouses as well um, because it you know it's the recognition that. Even though I might be a returning Kamaina and have lived here before, I haven't worked here um, for almost 25 years. Mm-hmm. And my partner also um, has never lived here before. He's actually from upstate New York, which couldn't be any more different than, than Honolulu, Hawaii. And so, um, you know, I was really grateful that they offered the opportunity to us. Um, and, and we also got to participate with some other folks from our organization as well that are going through the, the same journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a it was a very um, it was a, a very enriching experience. And before I get to some of the activities that that Nicole has has uh, uh, built into the program, Pat, t- you know, tell us how did how did what is your story about getting involved with you know the uh, high top program and. And uh, going into a, a fairly large organization like uh, you know Kapiolani Hospital there, and and you know was this uh, was coming to Hawaii like a like a shock? Was it <laughs> like coming into a uh, a whole different culture? And 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 was it was it um, something easy to to really appreciate the value of a, a program like uh, like High Top? Well, uh, yes to all of what you just said, Bert. Um, I will tell you that moving here and living here was not really a part of my life story. Uh, my husband and I did get married on Maui 11 years ago, mm-hmm. but the pandemic really changed the way that I was looking at life as, as with many of us. And so I decided I wanted to live differently and work differently and was very fortunate enough to uh, get a job at with Hawaii Pacific Health. And as this process being a physician and, and getting licensed takes many, many months. But during that time, I was trying to learn as much as I could about the place that was going to be my new home. And reading it on my own, doing it on my own, sure, it was fine. It did, it, it was, I was learning and, and excited about learning. But when I got the email about this program, I was ecstatic because this took what I was learning and made it become a reality by experiencing the things that were outlined in the program and the activities and the opportunity to meet others who were in a similar situation being new to um, Hawaii. So mm-hmm. I was ecstatic and, and I am forever grateful for having this opportunity. I'm grateful to my um, employer for sponsoring me and, and the others that participated and really to the founders, Nicole, the board, all the sponsors for really allowing uh, us to have this incredible opportunity. Well, you know, getting married on Maui is a is a great experience, and of course, uh, as you probably well know, that's that's a certain kind of bubble that you're in, and you know, you you experience uh, all the joy <laughs> in in getting married, and that's a another kind of like reality. And then when you come to Hawaii and actually work in Hawaii, that is a whole new reality, and and I think uh, this program is is perfect for the the realization of of what the workaday world might be like and what it is to kind of fit in and 
Nicole, maybe I maybe I need to, you know, even though I've been working here for like the last, I don't know, 35, 40 years, uh, maybe I ought to go to the program and learn, maybe learn something new. So, so, <laughs> so Nicole, like what, what do you, what do you um, kind of introduce some of the participants that are part of the high top cohort? Uh, what kind of cultural experiences do you want to have them experience firsthand? Yeah, we really think about the program on kind of three pillars, learn, contribute, and connect. Um, so through cultural education, community service, and networking is really a way for people to be immersed into the community. Um, so cultural education, we do things like visit Iolani Palace. Um, I lead a talk story session about um, living in Hawaii, everything from like what do you bring to a potluck and what's Aloha attire, when do you wear it, when do you give lays, um, to subtler things like how do you navigate a meeting where everyone seems to be smiling and nodding but um, might not be in agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we, we work with partners like Glen Faria for Leadership Island Style. Um, we work with community partners um, like Kaala Farms and um, IHS and uh, Huilua Fish Pond, Kahana Ohana, um, to both get into the land as well and, and connect with um, the Aina. Um, and really try to understand um, current challenges to like like um, houselessness. And so going to the IHS um, Women's and Family Shelter and Kahoiki Village um, to hear Dwayne Carisu talk, you know, we want to kind of surface challenges that um, really smart minds can can try to help tackle as well and, and showcase some of the successes as well um, of, you know, really strong public-private partnerships. And ultimately, you know, the goal is to um, build connections. So one of the, the most valuable connections are within the cohort, as, as Pat highlighted, um, meeting other people going through similar challenges. Um, and then, you know, with, um, with the community as well. And, and the ultimate goal is for people not only to develop a sense of home, which I think we um, did very well, um, but also a sense of shared stewardship um, and, and really building the intention of, of how to contribute and, and knowing and, and learning about opportunities to do so. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I do want to ask Pat and, and Tori about uh, what their kind of like key takeaways were from uh, participating in, in the program. So we'll hold that thought. We'll be right back at this short break to continue our conversation with Movers and Shockers High Top with Nicole Lim, and we've got Tori Inouye and Dr. Pat Morgan. And, of course, this is Bite Marks Cafe. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Nicole Lim from Movers and Shakas. We've got Tori Inouye, Chief Data Officer over at Bank of Hawaii, and Dr. Pat Morgan. She's the Medical Director over at Kapiolani Child Advocacy and Protection, part of uh, Hawaii Pacific Health. And and right before the break, we were talking about some of the um, actual events, programs that uh, Nicole gets the cohort involved in. And, and I wanted to maybe start with Pat. I mean, who... What what kind of uh, takeaways did you uh, experience? I mean, you know, having uh, come to Hawaii now, kind of brand new, and 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 getting immersed in some of the the real cultural uh, uh, activities, and and really representative of some of the things that 
are true to Hawaii, what, what were your kind of key takeaways? I think the key takeaways for me really were the big understanding of how important and how beautiful the history is of the Hawaiian people and the cultures that are here. So not just one culture, but the many cultures that are here. And being in healthcare and dealing with children, the keiki and their families, it's really essential for me to have a, a good understanding of what they bring when I meet them in terms of their values and their beliefs. And so the program through High Top allowed me to have a different understanding of deeper level of understanding the history. Starting at Iolani Palace was an incredible way to begin the, the program because just learning the importance of of that history was, was, again, so incredibly important. And I think for me, going through this process with others really was um, another important key key takeaway because those were people who could understand sort of that feeling of wanting to make connections, maybe feeling a little isolated. Most of my family's on the East Coast, so when I leave work, they are pretty much all asleep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But being able to have that network with others who might be going through something similarly, who've been here probably less than two years. I had been here for three months when I did this program. So um, it was just an ideal opportunity for me to meet those group of people and, and to learn as much as I did. And so that those are, I think, my key takeaways. And Tori, you you are returning Kamaina. You've probably got a, a little sense of, you know, what the uh, culture and the history of Hawaii, but uh, I'd like to know what what was your husband's uh, take on this being his his uh, uh, participation in High Top and and did he kind of come away asking you what the what the heck did you get me involved in? <laughs> you know, it was actually the complete opposite. Um, he came away with an a deeper understanding of um, you know some of the behaviors that he's he's observed with me and my family mm-hmm. for, um, you know, the, the years that I've known him. And, you know, I would say that one of his biggest aha moments where, you know, you could see the light bulb come on was when he realized that he was a minority for the first time in his life and how that dynamic really affects the, your experience with, with the place um, that you're living in. And, after that, he began to gain such a deeper appreciation for the place, for the culture, for the history, and really like the interconnectedness of um, of the of the environment that we live in. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a really eye opening experience for him. So Tori, how do you see taking the lessons learned over this what I think six week program, and and how do you? How does this continue on? Because uh, it's, it's, you know, your new life in Hawaii is, is, is a continuing thing. So how do you embrace that, uh, given what you've already learned in High Top? You know, that, that's a great question. I think that there's, you know, in, in almost every conversation that I have, um, you know, there's some reference to something that I've learned in, in High Top. Um, even when it's, um, even when it's, folks that have lived here for a long time, um, there's, you know, there's a, there's a lot of talent that we're bringing in 
um, from all over. And so, and we're, you know, we really believe in building these diverse teams and we need to come to a common understanding of, of the different ways people operate, the different backgrounds folks have, the different leadership styles. Um, and so those, those are some of the things that, that I carry with me. Um, but then even, even on a deeper level than that, um, you know, the, one of the reasons that I wanted to take this job to come back was to grow and develop talent, especially in the data and analytics field here in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And through Nicole and through folks that I've met um, through the program, you know, I'm able to start to build that network and identify the opportunities where I can, um, you know, I can have an impact and, um, you know, meet other people that are that are striving to do similar things. Oh, that's great. And and uh, Pat, same question. I mean, what? How do you see taking what you've learned into now the real world and your life here in Hawaii? Well, I think that continuing to learn is the biggest lesson I can take away. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that um, I'm continuing to do, one of the activities, the community service activities that we participated in, I have maintained and have become a volunteer with that a- agency. And so I would probably not have had that opportunity or known really about my ability to volunteer with this organization. And so continuing to make myself a part of my community and continuing to learn are all the things that I will do moving forward. And um, again, just a big thank you and just very grateful for having this opportunity. I know. Yeah, no, this is this is great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that uh, Nicole has uh, taken the whole movers and shockers to this next level. So, Nicole, uh, what's uh, what's in store for cohort two, and and uh, when's the what's the application due date, and and are you really working with companies to identify you know who might be in the next cohort? Yeah, we're actively enrolling um, cohort two, which will kick off on October first um, and run for six weeks. Um, we're always uh, trying to build new relationships and and serve our organizations um, across different industries. So if people are interested, if you're listening to this um, and you're an HR or an executive or you're, you're a new arrival, um, definitely check out our website at uh, www.moversandchakas.org. We have a ton of information there um, and, and, and uh, details on how to enroll. Um, we just posted a short recap video of, of the pilot cohort, and it gives a really good sense of um, what the program is about. Um, but as you heard from Tori and Pat, you know, it's, it's really about the people, right? And so um, we're excited to continue to iterate on the program, um, expand in the coming year as well, um, and just keep learning on how we can better serve the community. That's great. How many people can uh, participate in, in the cohort? Yeah, this cohort, you know, we're, we'll probably be about 30 to 40. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, in terms of... Um application? I mean, what are you looking for? Yeah, we're looking for people who have come in the last, you know, three to 24 months, um, as I highlighted, that um, excited to learn about um, Hawaii and, and our culture, our unique cultures here, um, that frequently interact with local people in their jobs or lives, which I imagine is pretty much everyone, um, and uh, potentially help shape company culture. So, 
that can be returning kama'aina or new transplants um, and their partners as well. Very good. So, of course, I'll put that up on our show notes for later. Nicole Lim is the Executive Director of Movers and Shakas. Tori Inouye is the Chief Data Officer over at Bank of Hawaii. And Dr. Pat Morgan is the Medical Director over at Kapilani Child Advocacy and Protection over at Hawaii Pacific Health. And I want to thank them all for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk about creating a high-performance remote work environment. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on BiteMarksCafe.org. And our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app or your favorite podcast application. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. Stay tuned. Reveal is next.